This reading of Dr. John Ferguson Smith's First World War Diary is sponsored by Objective Analysis of Oxford. It is read by his grandson Rory MacLeod. The sound engineer is his great-grandson Henry MacLeod. Part 8 7th June to 12th July We rest in Ferfay and Bois-des-Dam. I go on leave for seven days. 13th July I leave the train at Fouqueret at 7 a.m. and walk to Bois-des-Dames. I find that the brigade has moved, but fortunately I run across Tomlinson with a detachment of A.C. I borrow a horse and ride to the headquarters of the brigade, which are in Les Brebis, on the extreme right of the British line, about three miles north of Souchy. The 21st Battery is a long way off, a half-hour's walk. 14th July It is a quiet day. I walk out to 21st Battery and have a look round from a slag heap. The country is full of mines. I notice that La Basse Church is down since I saw it from Vermel. The whole countryside is dominated by the huge tower and gantry at Los, Tower Bridge. Le Brebis is a large village of miners' rows. The headquarters is in the mine offices, a palatial building. 15th July, Thursday. Again it is quiet. I visit the batteries. The men are very healthy. A wet day. 16th July With Griffin, I ride to Drouvin and Gonet. Griffin is no great hand at finding the way, and won't take advice. So we go a rather roundabout way. It was a very enjoyable ride. I see a brigade of the 15th Division, Kitchener's Army, on the march at Fleur They are all Highlanders. 17th July. The Germans are shelling Foss 16 with pretty heavy stuff. The day is otherwise quiet. The routine is as usual. 18th July. Sunday. The Huns shelled Foss 2 this morning and the power station in Bouli this afternoon. They seem to be plastering the countryside systematically. I see through glasses some interesting shell effects. 19th July. The shelling of the pitheads roundabout continues. Occasional shells land on one or other of the towns in this group. Mazangalbe, Le Brevis, Bouli, and Grenet. 20th July. The day was much as usual. Shelling continues in desultory fashion. The weather is dull and not too warm, but dry in the main. The Huns put woolly bear shrapnel over the path in front of me, on the way back from 21st Battery, but stop soon. 21st July, Wednesday. At 8.35am today there was a crash like the end of the world and most of the glass on the east front was blown in. The air was full of shell and brick fragments. 
The parade was saved by a low wall. None of our own men being hurt, I take dressings to the cellar and dress a number of civilians, all slight cases. The bombardment continues. I hear of casualties in the town. So with Staff Sergeant Mitchell and Corporal Ricketts, I sally forth to give first aid. Horrible sights. At one corner I find three dead Indians, and one with a fragment clear through his skull. I dress the wound and send him into the field ambulance, but he died on the way. At the same corner I see a miner with his whole head and body pulped, a little girl beside him with a smashed skull, and a woman lying on the doorstep, disemboweled. Whole houses are lying in ruins from one shell, and there are holes eight feet wide in the roadway. In a cellar I find a desperately wounded miner. I dress him, and lift him out with the aid of a big Highlander, and send him into the field ambulance. Shells are meanwhile falling steadily, now half a mile away, now quite close, and fragments are flying freely. Foss 6, where 22nd Battery are billeted, and where they kept ammunition, wagons and limbers, is set on fire. Kindell displays great courage and energy in getting out the shells by hand, when the wagons were set off by the fire, and disaster seemed imminent. Altogether, about a hundred shells landed on the town, mostly six-inch. I heard that the captain of the Indian troops, who had been with me for a few minutes, was badly laid out just after. Altogether, about twenty lives were lost, and a great many injured. 22nd July The day was quiet by comparison, though shells are still coming over occasionally. Our guns are retaliating. They are said to have done much damage in Huluch and Los. The 22nd claims to have outed a machine gun emplacement in the Hun first line. 23rd July, Friday. With Cooper, I visit the observation station of 22nd Battery in the trenches. I see the Hun lines through a periscope, but the view isn't nearly so good as from the 21st. A spasm of hate keeps us in the dugout for half an hour. I go home with the 21st. I meet an old friend, Macmillan. In the afternoon, I go up to watch shooting by the 21st. Cowan, DeWitt, Bevan and Self are in a group when a pipsqueak bursts 40 yards off in a direct line for us, but luckily behind a low wall. We take cover for some minutes, during which a number of shells come over. I saw a little shooting later. 24th July. Quiet day again. 25th of July to 19th September. There are no diary entries. The diary resumes in the run-up to the start of the Battle of Los on 25th September. 
20th September. I mount my third star today. No increase in pay, so I don't feel tremendously elated. I hear that the bombardment is to start tomorrow. The French are very noisy down Sushi Way, 21st September. I go up to 21st Battery in Maroc, where we have got an excellent cellar for an aid post. I go up by trench, as the bombardment has commenced, and the Huns are pitching some very heavy stuff onto Grenet, Harrow, Road. The bombardment ebbs and flows, sometimes very intense. The Huns reply, both on our left and immediately behind us, but particularly on Bali. I walk down to Les Brebis in the evening. 22nd September. I slept well in spite of the noise. The day was much as the previous one. Major Pollard looked in for dinner. I played at different times chess, nap and auction. But I find things very dull. There are no casualties. Some shells fell near and a few fragments came over. The diary ends here. Years later, J.F.S. wrote on the last page of the diary, The diary is from 9th October 1914 to 22nd September 1915. In May 1915, I was transferred to the field artillery at Festubert, Los, Vimy Ridge, the Somme, and Messines. I was mentioned in dispatches after Los. In September 1917, I was posted as pathologist to the 26th General Hospital at Etaples with 180 beds for skin patients. I was demobbed in June 1919. The End We hope you have enjoyed these readings. If you would like to receive the text, please contact me at rorymac9 at gmail.com.